Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. Hello everyone, I'm Kalicha, Deputy Head of Research Asia here at Ben Julius Baer and welcome to our weekly podcast. In about five minutes, we're going to talk about what happened to markets last week and why this week's policy meetings are so important for markets. So first, let's review what happened last week. US stocks were lower last week as the S&P 500 dropped more than 2% for the week for the second straight week and finished the week at one of its lowest levels since April. In fact, the tech-heavy Nasdaq was also lower for a third straight week. In fact, it's now about 12% below its recent peak on the 21st of July this year. Many of the big tech companies reported results that were actually pretty decent, but the market was looking for the fly in the soup. And most of the big tech companies' subsequent share price movements were actually pretty disappointing. Finally, Bitcoin prices still held up quite well. It's up 14% on ETF approval optimism. But it wasn't just about stocks. Bonds continued their crazy moves. Last week, the 10-year US government bonds hit above 5% for the first time since 2007, before the global financial crisis, which was a really far time back, before coming back down, thankfully. So what's making it rise so much? Here are a few reasons. First, the Fed is pretty hawkish because of the very resilient US economy. Second, the risk that the Bank of Japan turns really hawkish and allows its interest rates to go higher. This is really important because the Bank of Japan remains the most dovish major central bank in the world. If it changes its position, it would mean the interest rates around the world will all be pulled higher along with it. The third reason is that there's just so much more debt in the system. This creates a negative spiral where interest payments keep getting higher and in turn, central banks need to keep issuing more bonds to pay. Having a lot more bonds going around means that there's so much supply of it, which usually means that prices go down. That's why yields are going up. Interesting fact here is that America is now paying more in gross interest on its record $33 trillion worth of debt than on all of its national defense. That's about $2 billion a day in interest payment alone. Other reasons are well-known, very sticky inflation and the resilience in the job market. Now, we've said that this is a very big week for investors. Why? This is because the Fed and the Bank of Japan are meeting this week. Everyone will be watching what they'll say and do sometime in the middle of this week. And the world's most valuable company, Apple, will also be reporting results. Investors will be looking to how it's doing on its new iPhone 15 sales, especially in China. Finally, jobs data will be out at the end of the week on Friday and will give another indication on how the US economy is doing. So what should investors think about this season? Number one, we remain still constructive, but would choose stocks more carefully. We have to remember that we have a tricky situation today. Geopolitical risk in the Middle East, high and volatile US bond yields, still driven by a very strong US economy, sticky inflation, and of course, treasury supply problems. 
like what we highlighted last week, long-term investors should take this chance to actually think about accumulating in secular markets that we like. For example, the US is one, Japan is another, and finally, India. But with all the messiness that's going on in the short term, there is a chance that stocks geared to China's cyclical recovery may actually prove to be a temporary hiding place, even if it could be a short-lived one. So here are a few quick reasons. First, it's the only major country that has positive policy support. Second, economic data seems to be improving and the Economic Surprise Index is actually up for three straight weeks. Finally, absolute and relative valuations are pretty attractive. So it really does seem like no one is interested in China now, which means the market is also not very crowded with investors. This is obviously for trading-oriented and fast-fingered investors, so buyer beware. So in summary, this week is an important one with the Fed and BOJ saying what they will think of the world and how it will affect their policy in the future. That's going to drive the markets. The conflict in the Middle East remains a wild card, obviously. China could interestingly be a contrarian idea for fast-fingered investors for reasons that we stated previously. And finally, long-term investors should be using today's volatility to accumulate secular markets that we like. For example, the US, Japan, and India. So that's all I have for you today. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in again. Take care, stay safe, and goodbye for now. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, please tell us by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player to stay up to date with our latest episodes. To learn more about Julius Bayer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbayer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliusbayer.com slash legal slash podcast for further important legal information.